Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. We are talking here with Hal Shirtliff of Camp Constitution. So, again, uh, one of the important points here is that in the history of mankind, every single group has been both a slave and a slave owner. And it's really only recently and through the efforts of of the people in our country that a really great relationship developed uh, between all people, regardless of of color, uh, regardless of race. Uh, And and the fact is that critical race theory, theory and group ID politics have been invented specifically uh, to split us apart. Because once we are divided, we are absolutely easier to enslave. We're talking with Hal Shirtliff, uh, the co-founder and director of uh, Camp Constitution uh, in New Hampshire every uh, July uh, for a number of years. He's had this wonderful opportunity for families, kids, and their parents and relatives to get together and learn about the Constitution. Uh so, Hal Shirtliff, again, it's a pleasure to have you um, as a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. And you, in addition to Camp Constitution, uh, you have a legal case that you, that is really important for you to discuss. Why don't you tell us about that? Yes. Um, we currently have a lawsuit against the city of Boston because they refused to give us a permit so we could have a ceremony where we would fly the Christian flag. And uh, the background to that, City of Boston has what I call a public access flagpole. Uh, and their website, prior to this, uh, to our our case here, uh, they wanted all different groups, to, uh, diverse group, groups of people to have their ceremonies. And a permit was basically to make sure there wasn't another group being using it at the same time and what have you. And in fact, I think it was about eight years ago, we raised the Gadsden flag, which is the uh, yellow flag with the rattlesnake. And we had uh, some guest speakers. We had... Um, Garrett Lear, uh, the Patriot pastor who since passed away. And uh, our our theme was to expose something we would call Agenda 21. And we had no trouble. We got we raised the flag and uh, we had a nice little ceremony. 
and uh, we videotaped it, and that was uh, about, about eight years ago. But this uh, in two, 2017, in June, I was invited to be involved in a prayer meeting at the mayor's office in Boston, at that time, Mayor Marty Walsh. Now, Marty Walsh was nowhere to be found. Uh, he wasn't involved in the, the, the prayer meeting whatsoever, but it was an inner city pastor that invited me, and we got I got there. There was uh, blacks, whites. Hispanics, Asians, that's the church, that's the body of Christ. We were praying, as the Bible tells us, pray for our leaders, pray for the city, pray for reconciliation, etc. I thought this was a great time. I was very motivated. And I said, this is the true church. And we we did what the Bible encourages. We don't have to agree with the, the views of Marty Walsh, which I don't. Uh, and But we got to pray for them. We got to pray for our leaders. And so I was motivated uh, to raise, to have a ceremony around Constitution Day, which is September 17th, as well as the founding of Boston. Boston was founded in 1630, about the same time, the same date. So I think it's 15th or 16th. And we were going to have several speakers. One of them was Reverend Stevie Kraft, who's our camp uh, chaplain, who happens to be a, a black gentleman. And he was going to speak about the need for Christians to be involved in racial reconciliation. Another one of our instructors is Pastor William Levy of the South, formerly of the South Sudan. And he had an incredible experience. He was going to be tortured and uh, he was tortured by the Muslim government. But we weren't going to be talking about that. He was just going to talk about the blessings of liberty as a U.S. citizen. And then finally, Richard Howell, who was a historian, was going to talk about Boston's rich Christian history from uh, John Winthrop's sermon on the Arbella City Set on a Hill. And you can find some of that sermon etched in stone on Boston Common and uh, and, uh, to uh, Pope John Paul II's visit, which was, uh, you know, pretty interesting. A couple of million people were there in 1979. And um, the, when I contacted the city, I, I told them I want to fly the Christian flag and then we'll have our ceremony. And it took about a month or so before I got the official no. The lady I dealt with was sympathetic and she said, oh, I know this isn't over. And the official reason was it was a violation of the separation of church and state, which uh, you and I'm sure many of your listeners know is bogus. There's no such concept in the Constitution. And uh, anyway, um, I was motivated. I did. A, I sent out a news release uh, after I got the official no. But the ironic thing is, I asked him for an official letter or some email, you know, having the reason why. And in embedded in the email was the city of Boston's official seal. And guess what? It has a Bible verse. It's in Latin. Uh, it's from First Kings. It says, uh, "May God favor us as He favored our forefathers." It's also on the city flag. So every city official uh, in an email will have that in there. And they're saying uh, our little flag, which uh, it's just white with a blue chevron and a red cross. They call it the Latin cross. That couldn't be flown. And this is the same city. That's a sanctuary city. So they kind of pick and choose what federal laws they want to obey. uh, So um, I got a hold of Liberty Council. A friend recommended I get a hold of Liberty Council. Uh, They're based in Florida. And within 24 hours, they reached out to me and they said, we like this case. We want to take the case pro bono. And they said, we will go as far as the U.S. Supreme Court if necessary. So uh, a demand letter was sent in September of uh, 17 uh, saying that you got to let us fly the flag. They never responded. Uh, And then uh, a file, a suit was filed in July of 18. And we had several court dates. 
And then um, we, we got denied and we went to the first circuit court of appeals, federal court of appeals. Uh, I think it was in January. They voted three zero against us Two Obama, two Clinton appointees, one Reagan appointee said, no, nope, you can't do it. So uh, in I think it was January, uh, we decided, OK, we now will go to the Supreme Court. And um, one of our instructors, who actually is an attorney at Liberty Council, Jonathan Alexander, was the one that officially dropped the case right on the Supreme Court's docket. I don't know exactly the procedure. And on September 30th, uh, just a few weeks ago, they agreed to take the case, that they will hear the case. Um, they have about 8,000 cases presented to them, and they only take about 80, so 1%. And I believe that God's hand is in this, that it wasn't something that I, it was never my intention for this to go where, where it has. It's generated a lot of media attention, not just around the country, but around the world. And I think the whole world watches us. You know, they want to know. They, I think a lot of people around the world are concerned that if we go, they're going to go. Like it's like Australia and New Zealand and Taiwan, um, especially uh, those countries that are really concerned about what's happening in this country. And uh, the, we plan to have oral arguments sometime in the spring. And I hope to be in the Supreme Court. I don't know if they will allow people to be other than the attorneys. Uh, Matt Staver will, is the attorney who will be, I think, arguing the case. And they do a lot of preparation. I mean, they actually will have nine people, each one representing one of the chief, one of the justices and the line of questioning that they most likely use. And um, we are optimistic that we will win this case. We, you know, nothing's guaranteed when it comes to the Supreme Court. But I remember back in the 90s, there was a case in Boston had to do with the, uh, the St. Patrick's Day Parade. It was a private entity that sponsored this annual event. And a newly created group calling itself the Gay Hiber uh, Hibernians wanted to march. And they said, nope, we, this is not the values that we promote. And 9-0, uh, the Supreme Court ruled 9-0 in the favor of uh, this private organization that they could exclude whomever they choose. So... Um, of course, our case, uh, the reason why Liberty Council took it, well, there's several reasons. One, of course, it was winnable. And the second reason is that it uh, will set a precedent. So there'll be other there'll be other issues. It will be, I think, a great uh, issue, a First Amendment issue for Christians. There's no question about it. I don't know how many other cities and towns have flag-raising ceremonies like Boston. And I want to point out, too, that the city of Boston said that uh, the flag is considered approved government speech since it would be flying on a city of Boston flagpole. Well, the city of Boston allows the Chinese communists to fly their flag. It allows the Cuban communists to fly their flag. And of course, the rainbow flag and transgender flags, etc. And what makes it worse, the Chinese Progressive Association, which is a Boston-based entity, it's a, it's a pro-communist Chinese government entity, uh, City of Boston officials openly participate in the ceremony. And what are they doing is they're celebrating the communist takeover of China. Uh, to me, it's uh, one of the most darkest days, I think, in mankind's history when the communists took over communist China. And not only did they commit genocide against uh, their people, they fomented wars and revolutions. And they, they have a lot of influence in this country. And we see the coronavirus there's no question in my mind that it came from a Chinese laboratory that we helped fund, whether it was uh, unleashed accidentally or uh, on purpose, we may never know. But uh, it's the and the Chinese communists were able to get our media to say, if you suggest it came from Wuhan, that you're a racist. 
you know, China has, uh, you know, when it comes to racism, the uh, Chinese government is one of the most racist governments in the history of mankind. And the United States, thankfully, is one of the least racist countries in the world. And yet they get people that say, you can't say it came out of China. It came out of, uh, and that would be racism. So anyway, um, and it's interesting, too, the city, uh, the state of Massachusetts has a law. It says that you can't fly a foreign flag on state, uh, municipal or um, county property unless there's a foreign dignitary there in an official capacity. And they've been flying these foreign flags for years. And quite frankly, most of the flags they fly, does doesn't really bother me. Uh, you know, the flag of Ireland, the flag of Italy, and, you know, it is a great Italian-American association in Boston. And I, I don't personally don't have a trouble with that. I am troubled by the communist flags, however. And we most of the people that uh, have heard about this case support us. We've got uh, on people on the conservative side, but we had a few people that say, "Well, gee, Hal, if you win your case, they're going to fly the satanic flag on the city hall flagpole." And uh, I said, "Well, they already do. If you look at the Chinese communist flag, uh, they may be officially atheist, but they're pretty satanic in the things they do." Um, and I said, if a satanic organization has a flag raising ceremony, I said, we need to be out there praying for them, walking around the ceremony, praying for them. Uh, so we'll see what happens if any other organizations want to fly flags. Uh, quite, I think the city of Boston said that if we win our case, they'll most likely discontinue the uh, flag raising. Well, that's kind of interesting, isn't it, that rather than rather than do what they set out to do originally which was to give everyone the opportunity to be on a podium uh in public uh instead to really uh just do away with the free speech aspect of it uh, and that's really kind of ironic because boston's really the cradle of liberty uh from our, of our historical point of view uh and there they are taking away First Amendment, and on the other hand, flying the flags of countries and organizations who are the very antithesis of everything that we stand for in this country. The arguments in this case will be this spring, and there will be a decision, I guess, uh, uh, over the summer or in the fall. Yes. Um, I had, The first time I noticed the communist flag, being, I was uh, at the federal courthouse. I was uh, not for state court courthouse supreme massachusetts supreme court i was uh, reporting for jury duty i crossed the street and i see the flag I, I couldn't believe what i was seeing you know like you said this is the boston is the cradle of liberty and you know at the Tiananmen square massacre there was uh, the mayor at the time ray flynn they had an event uh, denouncing the communist chinese and how we now we're not only are we flying the flag uh, but city officials and state elected officials. In fact, uh, Ayanna Presley, she's a member of the squad who's in Congress now. She was one of the lady, one of the, uh, at that time she was a city councilor. She was there in behalf of the communist Ch Chinese. It's, uh, it's quite interesting. Um, and, and so I thought, well, we got to do something here. So I used to attend these events and I befriended the Falun Gong people. Uh, those are those folks that are sort of pr practitioners of this method. They've been very, they've been brutalized in communist China. In fact, I just learned that um, the city of Boston also denied the Falun Gong permission. They have their own flag, and there's a group, Free Hong Kong. They also were denied uh, a permit to raise a flag very recently. 
And I've asked them uh, to contact our attorney to uh, have a maybe an amicus brief. Because we do have a number of organizations that have filed amicus briefs on our behalf. And, of course, the folks on the left, right now there's at least 19 groups that have filed amicus briefs against us. And I'm a little, I, I was a little kidding. I'm kind of offended. Only 19? You know, there should be a whole lot more. <laughs> um, I think People from the American Way is one of them. The, um, the what's that group? Uh, the Organization Against um, Church and State, uh, Separation of Church and State, something like that. And uh, various, there's a group called the Sikhs. Sikhs, uh, I, I, we have no issue with the Sikhs. Why, why are they uh, concerned that we're going to fly in a flag for maybe an hour, two hours? And they, I read, I read their brief. Well, if they walked by and they saw the Christian flag, they wouldn't be included. Well, guess what? There are Christians, there are Jews, there are Muslims, there are all kinds of people living in Boston, and we need to live together in peace. Uh, so if I walked by and saw their flag on a flagpole, I don't think I would uh, get too excited. It doesn't, I have not, that nothing to do with my culture, but maybe I can learn a little bit about their culture. And Boston does have a Christian community. They're not all leftists. There is probably, you know, I think Donald Trump got 20% of the vote in 2016. I'm not sure what he got in 2020. So that's still one out of every five is probably somewhat conservative, and they include Catholics and Protestants and Jews. And we would wel- we would welcome people at our event. You're welcome to come and participate. You know, we're not going to exclude you uh, if you uh, you don't necessarily have to be a Christian. But it's called it's called accepting. It's called they're the ones that talk about diversity, but they are the least diverse people I've ever met. Well, that that goes when you when I when I see that coexist sticker on the back mm-hmm. of a car i say to myself they want me to coexist with them but only on their rules they don't That's want right. they don't want me to have my rights it's coexist my way not our way. And so that's kind of a ruse anyway. And again, in the Constitution, as you well know, nowhere is there a right not to be offended. So uh, <laughs> that's correct. Yeah. So in yeah. our in our final few minutes here, uh, Hal Shirtliff, um, why don't you give us about two minutes worth of your thoughts on where we are as a nation and where do we go from here? Well, um, some encourage there's some, we look at the the, uh, the the landscape and it looks pretty grim. You have uh, the, the Nancy Pelosi in charge of the at the House, and you have Chuck Schumer in charge of the Senate, and you've got uh, Joe Biden, who I don't think is in charge of anything, but his handlers are, and it looks pretty grim. But you have a lot of great people. You have a lot of state legislators. A lot of state houses, like here in New Hampshire, are not in the grips of the far left. And uh, you have only a tiny minority of the Democrats in power. And that's the encouraging thing. And I think the homeschool community is flourishing. I think uh, one of the positive things that come out of this Wuhan virus, the Chinese virus, is that people are homeschooling their children. People are starting to pay attention at these uh, at these town hall meetings and at these school board meetings. And I'm, I'm optimistic that uh, there's going to be some uh, serious, um, some p- good changes in our country in spite of all the things that we're seeing today. Well, we certainly would pray that would be the case. And again, uh, Hal Shirtleff, uh, co-founder and director of Camp Constitution, um, which is really an incredible program. Uh, I really invite you all to go to his, his uh, website, campconstitution.net. 
it is an incredible site. There's a lot of very good information on that site. There's articles. Uh, there's uh, all kinds of, of uh, things that you can do by going to a site. And best of all, you might be enticed to actually go and spend five days at Camp Constitution with your family. I think that would be a, probably a pretty incredible family-building um, experience. So, again, Hal Shirtliff, I want to thank you very, very much for being a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. Thank you for having me. And let me offer, give you a personal invitation for you and your family to come to camp. We'd love to have you at camp this uh, next year. Thank you very much. And, All right. Uh, God bless. God bless you, too. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Yeah, when I played the hoochie-coochie man, I get joy in everything. Everything, everything, everything.